Hello and welcome to the Post Up Podcast. This is Cyrus. I'm with Kaunda. As always, Post Up is never the same without Kaunda because it can't happen without Kaunda. How are you doing, brother? That's finals K to you, Cyrus. Finals K. He's in his final form. Yes. Uh, you know, he's transformed <laughs> like a butterfly. He's gone through chrysalis and now he's here. Finals K. The work, Cyrus. The works. I'm here. <laughs> Wings and everything. I'm ready. Well, it is time for the NBA Finals, and uh, we're going to be talking about all that you need to know when we get into the NBA Finals itself. Before we do that, let's give us let's give you our social media handles. It's at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook. You could also go to postupzone.com for all things NBA from an African perspective. We want to thank our partners, Supersport.com, Betcoza, and the Pod House. Um, Kaunda Chama. It is that time of the year. We've we've gone through the entire season. We've gone through all the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And now here we are. We've got the two teams who are going to face off for the NBA championship, the Larry O'Brien Trophy, the Golden State Warriors playing the Boston Celtics. How do you feel about this finals matchup? It's going to be hectically exciting, Cyrus. I'm mm. gonna, I can guarantee right now I'm going to watch every game. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss out on sleep. I, I'm going to do what it takes. Oh, so you'll be finals and also grumpy K. Yes. Uh, yeah, sleep, refi- it, sleep it, deprived Kaunda is, a, is a, a weird guy. Finals, grumpy grandpa K. <laughs> <laughs> and we only mean that in age, his kids are not having kids yet. No. But um, I think there's some really interesting stories to be told when we come down to how we look at the NBA finals. And I think the best way to do this is to maybe make the case for the different teams. So what Kaunda and I will be doing in this podcast is to make the case for the Boston Celtics as the champions and then make the case for the Golden State Warriors as, as the champions. Um, this is going to be quite an interesting one because I think, kind of, you know, we've alluded to this in the previous podcast and mm-hmm. obviously that was before we knew the Boston Celtics would win Game 7 against the Miami Heat and what a game that was. Ridiculous till the end. Uh, Jimmy Butler could have won it with a late three, but Boston held on. They, they make it through and they're the uh, Eastern Conference uh, champions, uh, Eastern Conference finals champions. You had Jason Tatum winning the uh, Larry Bird MVP um, trophy, yeah. trophy as well. So a lot happening for Boston. But um, I think let's start with the Boston Celtics. It's always good. The sun rises in the east and sets in the west. So let's start in the east. Um, and we'll start the, uh, by making the case for the Boston Celtics. So Kaunda Chama, I yes, want sir. you to take the, the, the first first hits at bat here. Age before beauty, huh? Um, I don't know. I mean, generally. Okay. <laughs> uh, so why don't, we, why don't we go with and say, okay, why do you think the Boston Celtics will be champions. First of all, I got to give a big shout out to uh, Draymond Green who predicted this. Uh, Draymond Green, he predicted it, but the other thing <laughs> is that when everyone uh, called him out on it, they were like, "No, no, he was just psyching out the, the Boston Celtics and and really hyping up the Miami Heat." Then when he got it right, but like, no, 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 he was right all along. I mean, he he was in a win-win situation there. But yeah, big shout out to him. Okay. Go for it. All right. we, what are you using as your first argument for why the Boston Celtics will be the NBA champions? I've got a lot of points here, Cyrus. You go, give me this go platform. through them, and then we'll talk through the but, points. Uh, so, so first of all, uh, Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown—they're the—they se- were the second highest scoring tandem in the NBA beside be, be, behind Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. Okay. So, so, so there you go. So you've got an argument there on, on offense, right? Yeah. And uh, Jason Tatum. 24 years old or 24 years young, Cyrus, mm-hmm. you saw he, he's a two-way player of note. You saw what he did uh, in terms of defending in uh, the, the, the the series against the, the, the Brooklyn Nets, how yeah. he managed to be part of the force that slowed down Kevin Durant. So so that's also a point 
on uh, Jason Tatum for, for the Boston Celtics, right? Yeah. In terms of size, strength, and athleticism, uh, based on age, because even Jalen Brown is only 25 years old. Yeah. So on size, strength, and athleticism, I give it to uh, the Boston Celtics. Although, you know, Clay Thompson is quite a big guy. But yeah. still, when, when I combine Clay and Steph, and I look at uh, Jalen and Jason, I, I give the size, strength, and athleticism based on age. Uh-huh. And, and obviously how big both of them are, I, I give it to the Boston Celtics. Now, Okay, so so they've got, so their backcourt, uh, I mean, obviously Tatum's a forward, so but but you say their scoring duo yeah, their uh, scoring is duo. bigger they're, than the Warriors' central they're, scoring they're, they're duo. They're one-two punch, yeah, okay. they're one-two punch. So okay. um, defensive-wise, right, Steph yeah. has never been known as a defender. Although he did show a uh, nice... Um, you know, burst of defense against the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I said defensive-wise, Clay is more the defender and, 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 and great offense as well, but Steph is not really a defender. So, you know, I'm just basing this on, on, the, on the two one-two punch, right? Yeah. And then again, staying on defense, Clay is not the same Clay, especially defensively, as he was pre-injury. Okay. And, and we haven't seen the same Clay, although there was game six Clay. Uh, against the the, the the he's the, no joke the the the, the, the Memphis the, Grizzlies no 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 the oh the, the, the Dallas Mavs yeah Dallas Mavs so there was Sorry, game yeah. six and uh, I I think I'm still not convinced that we're gonna get the Clay Thompson that we used to defensively that is yeah defensively so this is all in the pro Celtics this column, is pro right? Ce- pro Celtics pro Celtics pro and Celtics by being down on the on, on the Warriors in this particular instance like this there's some things that they, they, ca- they can't against the Warriors here the, the, these are like uh, counter Warriors. Arguments, here, okay, right? okay, and and then uh, I look at age again. Steph is thirty four. Yeah, when did he become thirty four? That's a story. <laughs> Weirdly, every year he's had a birthday, wow. and uh, <laughs> he's counted <laughs> and, about thirty four of those. And, and, and Clay's thirty two. Again, when yeah. did he become thirty two? So I'm uh, looking at a twenty four year old and a twenty five year old who are pretty skilled, pretty mm-hmm. athletic. Against a thirty four year old and a thirty two year old. So to me, when it comes to basketball, as you know, age is a factor. Yeah, I mean, they're not LeBron old, but they're in their 30s while the other guys are in the mid-20s, right? Mm. Uh, versatility, that J- J- Jason Tatum and, uh, and Jalen Brown, uh, they look to have a bit of a slight edge on the Splash Brothers. And then, th- yeah. my final counter Golden State Warrior point here pro, is the... Pro-Boston f- Celtics Pro-Boston yeah. is the fact that the Golden State Warriors don't have a bona fide uh, big man in rotation. I know okay. our boy Kevon Looney has been showing us yeah, that yeah. we shouldn't underestimate him during the, these playoffs, but still, they don't have a bona fide big man. And I, and I think those are my only points. I mean, I, I scratched <laughs> around looking for points against the Golden State Warriors. As you know, they're, they're a pretty great team. But I think based on this and the fact that the Boston came in with, with a lot of energy, a lot of motivation, and, 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 and they've just achieved so much. I mean, they swept the nets. They, they, they got through the, 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 the bucks. They, 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 they took the heat, uh, the heat all the way to game seven and, and you know, beat them. So I, I, I think those are the reasons I, I believe they could beat the Warriors. They're younger. Okay. They're, they're more athletic. Uh, they're motivated. And, and, and I think size-wise also they, they, they can bully the, the the Golden State Warriors. I mean, if we're looking at Williams and and Horford in the front court, only just those two. They're bigger than 
what the Golden State Warriors can throw at them, right? Yeah, true, true. I, and I agree with all of your points there. And, <coughs> and and I'll add to some of those points as well because, you know, like you talk about the, the size of the team. I think Brook, uh, Brooklyn, Boston are really a bigger team than the Warriors are generally. Yep. And when you look at the size matchups, there's some really interesting data here because um, you, you mentioned Jalen Brown. He's 6'6", same height as Clay Thompson. Uh-huh. Um, interestingly, same height as Draymond Green. Wow. Then you look at Jason Tatum. He's 6'8". That's one inch. Or sorry, not one inch. Um, like, uh, I mean, it's 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 a, um, a a little bit taller than Andrew Wiggins, who's 6'7". Wow. So just those those two matchups are really interesting, as, considering that you could, you're throwing Draymond in there. Um, mm-hmm. And then when you look at it from a size perspective, right, um, you've got to look at it in terms of who's going to uh, grab the rebounds. And no, none other than Robert Williams III has been yep. really, really big for the Boston Celtics when he's been fit. And the thing about Robert Williams, he's 6'9". So, you know, he's not a small guy. Um, Al Horford was the other one that you had to look for mm-hmm. um, at the Boston Celtics. And Al Horford is, is no slouch either in the, hot, in the height stakes. He's also 6'9". Yep. So, you know, it's interesting because... Like when I look at it, there's no seven footers in these teams, right? Um, no. Apart from the 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 James Wiseman who won't play. So um, the Warriors will look at at Kevon Looney and say, okay, look, um, Vaughn, Kev, Loon, all of the name <laughs> the names that they'll give him. You're standing at six nine, the same yeah. as Al Horford, the same as 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 Robert Williams. Mm-hmm. They're not towering over you. You can definitely do some work here, um, and I think that. They'll, you know, this height argument is really interesting because I've also felt, yes, the, the Boston Celtics are way bigger than the Warriors. Yeah. But when you look at the numbers, they, like it's it's not that much of a difference. Otto Porter is 6'8". Mm-hmm. Right? So it's not like these guys are towering over them. And, and I think there's a sort of uh, a fallacy. And maybe I'm making a pro-Warriors point in a, in a pro-Celtics thing. But Your T-shirt but I says it all. Yeah, it does. It does. Warriors all the way. Warriors. <laughs> Um, but the point that I'm trying to make here is mm. that the Celtics play bigger. Yeah. So they might not necessarily be bigger, but they play bigger. Um, and, and that's a real uh, um, bonus for them because I look at them and I think, what, what is it that, that they have over the Warriors and its general size? Yeah. That it's not just those key players and those key matchups. Nemanja Bialica is 6'9", by the way, as well, for the Warriors. So, you know, there's, there's, there's some height in this Warriors team. Mm-hmm. But then it's when you go to the likes of, um, um, of Jordan Stephen Poole. Stephen Curry. Yeah, Stephen Curry, Jordan Poole, <laughs> um, who, who basically are the same as, as a Marcus Smart or a Peyton Pritchard. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're in that zone. But, but then you've got uh, a couple more smaller guards like Damian Lee um, mm. and and even Gary Payton the, the second who might who might be this. coming yeah. back I was actually happy to hear that so so that's that's a pro Boston point so I, I and I think this they play bigger they 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 definitely do a lot better now the other thing that I want to say in the Celtics favor is let's look at the numbers you know I, I'm a bit of a numbers guy right yep so when you look at the numbers and you're looking at at who the point scorers have been this postseason right mm-hmm. standing at number six uh, joint sixth in the playoffs is Jason Tatum, averaging 27 points a game. Who's also averaging in the 20s is Jalen Brown, uh, averaging 22.9 points a game. Yep. Those are really important important numbers because the only other, the only warrior in that sort of um, top, let's call it 15 list, 
is Stephen Curry averaging 25.9 points a game. So the Warriors don't have a heck of a lot of guys who they can call on to do all of the scoring like a Jalen Brown and, and a Jason Tatum. It would have been Stephen Clay back in the days. Clay Thompson is averaging 19.8 points. He's mm-hmm. 23rd in, in the in the, the postseason, uh, the playoffs. So you look at those numbers and you think, okay, fine. The Celtics do have two of the better scorers on their, uh, on their ranks, um, to your point. And the other thing about them that isn't a numbers thing is that they've beaten tough teams all the way through to this point. Yep. So they've had to battle. They swept the Nets, which was an incredible thing to do. The Nets play with two scorers, mm. um, and, and they just absolutely made light work of them. They defended really well, stopped them from getting the, uh, to, the, to the hole, and they also managed to, to, to outscore them. They, they sweep them. They go to seven games against the Bucks. Tough, tough series, but they do what they need to do against Giannis Antetokounmpo, one of the most dominant players in the league. They then go to a seven-game series against Miami Heat, who is the number one seed in the East, and they are a great defensive team, and they managed to make light work of them. They almost threw it away in that game seven, but they hold on, and they win that, and now they're into the NBA Finals. I don't think it was light work of the Heat, though, sir. I'm talking about it in terms of the games. It was good work. But, but think about it. <laughs> it was seven games. It's not light no, work. But, but look at the series. Because yep. the series itself was not like every single game was a tight encounter. There were so many blowouts in this particular series. And that's why I say it made light work. Yes, they might have lost game six at home, which was mm-hmm. a tight tight game. Mm-hmm. But even that game seven and, and the, the, the nature of how they managed to hold on to win that Mm. They were up 13 with three or with with like less than five minutes to play mm-hmm. in that game. They were doing everything they needed to do. They just went and switched off. So this Boston Celtics team know how to really score on teams. Mm-hmm. They know how to really get an advantage on teams. Mm-hmm. But they've struggled holding that advantage. But those are the because points that I'm going to make. Light work. Oh, okay. If, <laughs> if you must, many hands make light work, Counter. But you're, you're arguing a point that isn't necessarily the point. And the point being that this Boston Celtics team can make life rough for anybody that they face. Oh, straight up. Straight and, up. The, and, and the Golden State Warriors haven't faced a team like this in the postseason at all. No, actually, I think the Golden State Warriors have had an easier journey to the finals than the Boston Relatively Celtics. speaking, but yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you. Though, what's interesting about that, though, is that would it not also be because they're a better team? than a lot of the other guys that they faced. Not to say that Boston's a worse team than the, than the teams that they faced, but the reality is Golden State can only play the teams they play, right? Yeah, but if those teams are easier to beat, like, so, so, first of so, all... So let's, let's look at our brackets. No, no, no. First of all, let, let, let's look at facts. Our brackets were blown up early. And, and one of those reasons f- f- being... F- facts is that the Brooklyn Nets yeah. were no easy work, although they, 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 they swept them, right? Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not saying that the teams that Boston played were bad. Uh-huh. What I am saying is that we're we're making it seem as if the Golden State Warriors played scrubs all the way through. They didn't. They played no, some of the better no, teams I in the conference. Easier. Yeah, it was I, an easier journey. Sorry. Okay. Let's, okay. Let's, so let's they, look at so, it. They yeah. played the, the Brooklyn Nets, which was no. Let's which, talk which, about the Warriors. Leave the, the no, Celtics no, out. But, but let's talk about the Celtics real quick. Brooklyn Nets. We thought they were going to be in the finals. Both of us, right? Um, no, you you didn't put them in the finals. No, but you you put them like going pretty far, right? Um, I put them facing the the uh, Milwaukee Bucks in the second round. But, but but let's look at the composition. That was a pretty a difficult team, team to good beat, team, right? KD Kyrie. They, they, there, yeah. they, then they beat the defending champions, whose core remained the same for yeah. the, the, the championship, and then they beat the number one seed. Yeah, Golden State Warriors. 
beat my Memphis Grizzlies. I call them mine they because beat, start with the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets, who had the MVP, just the MVP. Mm-hmm. They didn't have Michael Porter Jr. They didn't have uh, Jamal Murray. You yeah. know, they were missing so many pieces. Yeah. Cyrus. Yeah. It was a hobbled team. Boom, gone. Then, then, then they, they beat the Memphis Grizzlies, and I think. Things could have been tougher if uh, Jamarant didn't get injured. Mm-hmm. So the, the, there is that. Then you you, you got a, a, a Dallas Mavs that really depends on one player. Yeah. So so you see what I mean, though. So is that easier because you then look at the Brooklyn Nets were at full strength mm-hmm. and the Celtics beat them. Mm-hmm. The Milwaukee Bucks were missing one of their key players in in um, in Chris Middleton. Uh, Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. That wasn't necessarily. And if Middleton had been there, it might not have gone the way that it did. And mm-hmm. then you look at uh, the Miami Heat, who were struggling with injuries throughout that entire series. Mm-hmm. So, yes, they beat better teams, mm-hmm. but those teams weren't all at full strength. So that's also another counterpoint mm-hmm. to that, considering that you're looking at the Warriors and calling it easier when it, they it also play easier. teams when, that also had injuries. When, when one team is missing a Michael Porter Jr. and a Jamal Murray, the yeah, other team is tough. just missing a Chris Middleton, one guy. The other guy, the other team is missing two okay. key players. Okay, Cyrus. Uh, I, come I, on. I, I realize as I'm talking come to you on. that you are not, <laughs> you're 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 discounting an all star in one particular championship winning team who was central to what they do versus a team that didn't necessarily have their star players. And I'm not even equating the the Nuggets with the with 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 the Bucks. With the Bucks, though. but we can't say that. What Golden State had was an easier run. Yes, they had to play teams that were Look. that were hobbled, but they also really killed those teams. And Look, it's the same. This, it, it's th- a that, that Dallas Mavericks, that it's a Dallas Mavericks argument, team, right? It's but, a subjective argument. Yes, it because is because you look at it from the lens you look at it. Because I'm, I'm looking at it like. So uh, what what was different between the Dallas Mavericks that had one player that mm-hmm. beat the number one seed in the entire NBA and the Phoenix Suns mm-hmm. and the Dallas Mavericks that played the Golden State Warriors? Because they were the exact same team, but then suddenly they're a good team when they beat the Suns, but a bad team when they be, when they lose to the Warriors. And I think that's one of the arguments that I'm, I'm making is that we can't necessarily say things were easier because they were made to look easy by the guys who were playing. Nah. Okay. I, the, the, the West was a breeze okay. for the Golden you, State Warriors. You go, you go with what you're going to go with. <laughs> the West was a breeze for the as, Golden State Warriors. As, as I go through this, I then say, okay, fine. Perhaps what you've then made is actually a point for the Golden State Warriors. But we'll go through yes. that now. So the last point that I want to make is, is around um, team strength. Mm-hmm. And when you look at what the um, Boston Celtics have been doing, they've done really, really well across the board. They've been able to get the Jason Tatums going when they need to. They've mm-hmm. been able to get Jalen Brown going when he needs to at times. And then they've also got good performances out of some of their role players. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Grant Williams and, and that game wow. the, uh, against the, 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 the Milwaukee Bucks. And in fact, Hel, Al Horford in one of the games against the Bucks. You know, Al when Al it came Horford to, has been reborn. He, he really kind of has been. And, and it's been so great to see him finally reap the rewards. Yeah, because it's his first uh, finals appearance, yeah. right? In what, 15 seasons? 141 uh, playoff games and 15, 15 seasons. 15 seasons, yeah. right? Yeah. He was, I think he held the record uh, for... He for, did. For like most playoff games without ever appearing in the finals. Wow. Um, not a fun record to to have, but here he is in the NBA finals. Um, okay, so we've made, we've made our case for the Celtics. Yes. Um, and... I, I want to say one more thing because you know me, Kyle. I, I like, 
I, I like to look at the you numbers. You had one up your sleeve. Let's go, sir. No, I like to look at the numbers, and I want to look at the advanced numbers here in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And if you look at the advanced numbers, they really lean in Boston's way here because if you look at offensive rating, the Warriors might be number one, right? But then you've got to look at defensive rating of the Celtics are number two in the playoffs. Um, they, they're holding teams like 105 points per game. So when you look at net rating, Celtics are number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at assist percentage, and it's pretty close because it's Warriors and Celtics one and two, Warriors one and Celtics two. Um, rebound percentage is also a really interesting one. And, and the Warriors edge the Celtics in that, but the Celtics are still in, you know, in the top 10 when it comes to the, the postseason. So I like to look at the Boston Celtics and say, if you've got a good net rating, you've really got a good chance of winning things because either your offense is really great and, and your defense isn't as good or your defense is e- excellent and your offense is just a little bit, better, uh, a little bit below that. But mm. combined, that net rating tells you the whole story. And this is the best two teams with net rating in, in the postseason. So um, I think the Boston Celtics will look at that and say, yes, we, with all of those things uh, working in our favor, this is going to be our championship run. And now, having spent 20 minutes of this conversation talking about the Boston Celtics, let's talk but about we, the go- Before we go, fun fact. Yes. Do you know if the Boston Celtics win, Joe Johnson... Gets a <laughs> I ring. saw Joe. Yeah, he played like what a, one he, game. He had a ten day yeah, contract. He did no, and and, and, and and the funny thing is, he was originally drafted mm-hmm. by the Boston Celtics. Yeah. back in the day. So, so this it's, would it's be interesting. like a, a lovely story for him. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, that's what that's what we love about the NBA, right? Is that there's stories at every turn. There's always somewhere where you're like, wow, you know, Joe Johnson get a ring. What him? It, it, should we call that 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 Joe Johnson ring? Um, the oh man, I'm gonna be so mean here. You know where I'm going with this, right? The DJ Mbenga Award. <laughs> no, but but DJ Mbenga actually played in those games. He was a real role role player in those Lakers teams, and and he deserved it. My bad, DJ. My bad. I'm I'm being such a bad guy here. You really deserve those rings, and and you worked so hard for them. And uh, so we we shouldn't we shouldn't call it that. Let's call it the um. Oh man, what is what what is the name of that guy who was at the Warriors? Uh, who went to the Raptors and then the Lakers? Uh, young kid. I know who you're talking we'll, about. We'll, we'll come back we'll, to We'll him. come back to him, but I would like to carry categorically distant myself from my uh, <laughs> from my partner in crime here who uh, oh. took it to DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, DJ. So bad of me. And we love you, an African brother. We, but uh, yeah, that, Absolutely. That I, really I, I saw him at the BAL. Well, not physically saw him, but I, I saw him in pictures at the BAL. Yeah, uh, oh, but that's because we love him and he loves the continent. So, you know, um, we gotta we got to be able to, to pay homage to, to some of our, our stalwarts, our African stalwarts. Um, Patrick McCaw, by the way, that's the name. So the Patrick McCaw Award. So he got two at, at, at the Warriors, 17 and 18, and then went 19, he w- went to the One of the, the most decorated NBA players of all time, three-time champion Patrick Boom. McCaw. Uh, two at the the Warriors, one at the Raptors. Just failed to get one at. Uh, he he at, should have at, gone to the Lakers in twenty twenty. You'd have yeah, had four by now. Yeah, jeesh. Um, but anyway, it is what it is. So uh, we've made the uh, the case for the Boston Celtics. Let's make the case for the Warriors. Um, <coughs> I'll start here because you had all of your figures. I'm. You can bring your facts and figures after this, right? 
So the first one for me is championship experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't knock that kind of thing. The Boston Celtics no. don't have any players with any championship experience. No. Um, and that that's a real big deal. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we were talking about this the other day. Uh, does Imo Odoka have championship experience as, as, as a Spurs player? And, and also as a Spurs assistant coach, we'll have to check on those facts. But the thing is that sometimes, even though your coach might have done something, you as a player might not necessarily have done that. And, and the fact that they don't have, uh, the Boston Celtics don't have championship experience might count against them. Um, then you've also got a former MVP, two-time MVP uh, on, the, on the Warriors, um, which means that they've got that MVP level, uh, shall we say, caliber um, play uh, that can come from the one of uh, one Stephen Curry, as well as all NBA talent that's also on that roster, and Clay Thompson um, and Draymond Green. Uh, yes, you've got the likes of, of Andrew Wiggins, who's now also an All-Star talent, so you'll bring that yep. into it as well. And and when you look at it, these guys have actually just gotten better and better and better. Uh, there are lots of attacking options in this Warriors team. They're not just a Jason or Jalen get us all the points kind of team. Uh-huh. They can look at Steph as being a guy who would really go off. They can look at Clay as being somebody who can go off. And he scored 36 points. Um, I think that was in that game six. Yep. Um, so Clay Thompson really knows that he can get hot again. He's got the ability to, even though he might have lost a step or two on defense, um, though he, he defended really well against the Grizzlies, especially in that game where they, 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 they stole, I think it was game one in Memphis mm-hmm. in that series. So Clay's, he's not washed, but he's certainly not the same Clay on defense as he was before. But on offense, he's managed to show that he can hit three pointers again. Um, and then you've got Jordan Poole, who's just been a sensation. He's, he hasn't had the best postseason, but it's also, this is his first real run deep into the playoffs. I think there's uh, a pool party waiting to There happen. might be. I'm telling you now. There might be. I, I have a, a feeling about that too. And, and interestingly, from a scoring perspective, you then have to add Andrew Wiggins because Wiggins has also showed that his mid-range game is pretty solid. Um, he's able to, to, to hit three-pointers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and his three-point percentage is not bad in the postseason. So um, they don't need him to go off, but he's got the capability to, to hit those, those shots when, when needed. Um, and I'm not even going to go. Uh, I, I think then when you look at it from, from a sort of defensive perspective, mm-hmm. the Warriors have been really, really good. They've got, so I said, they've got three-point shooters across the, the board. Yep. Most of the guys can hit threes in this team. Yep. Um, even Otto, Draymond at, even Draymond, at, at times. He, he'll hit one or two yeah. on occasion and, and, and tell Chuck, uh, Charles Barkley about it afterwards. But then you you've know. got Bielitsa, you've got Otto Porter who can also shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it will be great to see uh, Gary Payton II come back because he can also hit a couple of threes, corner threes in particular he's been pretty good at. So they've got scoring in this team that can match the Boston Celtics. Yep. I think some of their scoring could even surpass it if they go for for, for broke. But um, that's also how these things go with the Warriors. They, they, but they're also one of those teams who, um, there's a really interesting stat that said, the Warriors are the best third quarter and potentially also fourth quarter team um, compared to the Celtics, who mm-hmm. the Celtics generally are the best second quarter team uh, in the entire NBA and in, and in the playoffs. So you, you're going to see the second quarter Celtics try and do their thing and, and make a statement. And then the yeah. third quarter Warriors try and take the game over. The third quarter Warriors are a They're problem. Scary. Ask, They're scary. Ask, ask me and LeBron. And, and what's interesting... Heading into the playoffs, one of the stats that came up again uh, about Boston was that they were they were perennially bad at closing out games, um, mm-hmm. especially in in the fourth quarter. They just weren't the best fourth quarter scorers. Scorers, mm-hmm. whereas the Warriors have actually stepped up their game in fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, and this is where you realize what clutch and crunch time plays are. Mm-hmm. And in clutch, clutch plays 
the Warriors are better than the Celtics. Um, I'm trying, man. I'm making a serious case here for the Warriors, but um, uh, naturally, it, it is what it is. But so, but I think I also saw a stat that said the Boston Celtics are one of the few teams that have got a winning record against the Warriors. Yes, yes, they do. Um, though they haven't necessarily met each other in the postseason a heck of a lot. In the I think that was a regular, years. regular, but regular season uh, wise, uh, stat, yeah, yeah, they have. And but I think what what was also interesting was that if you look at that kind of stuff, the mm. Warriors have generally um, been beaten by a lot of the teams. Like regular season, I think they lost their series to the Nuggets, or they yeah. might have um, they, they they might have just edged the Nuggets, but the Nuggets beat them in, in quite a few games, and they obviously swept the Nuggets. Yeah. The same with the, the the Mavericks. The Mavericks had a better record against the Warriors. Uh, in the regular season, and then what happened in the postseason. So mm. the Warriors are clearly a, a, the kind of team where regular season does count, but playoffs counts more. And and they, they are a different. They, they beast. learned from that eighty-two. Oh, the uh, 70, 70, se, se, what? 79, 79 and, and, and uh, ten season. Uh, yeah, they, they learned from that. that. That was twenty sixteen. They learned that you know don't, don't exhaust you don't, yourself. Yeah, in the regular Going season. Going for broke. But, season is that thing. But let's look at some of the numbers here, right? So uh-huh. the Warriors, number one in offensive rating. They score an average of 116.1 points a game. A defensive rating, they are sixth in defensive rating. They allow 111 points. Mm-hmm. But if you allow 111 points, but you score 116, generally you'll win those yeah, matchups, right? that five-point edge. And then net rating, they're second uh, just behind the, the, the Celtics. So the Celtics' net rating was 6.7. The Warriors is 5.1. So, you know, this it, it's it's really interesting. But then when you look at assist percentage, Warriors are number one. Uh, mm-hmm. And this isn't the entire playoffs. Mm-hmm. This is to turnovers uh, is where the Warriors might get burned because they're number, number three. Uh, we'll see exactly how things work there. From a rebounds perspective, this was what was really surprising for me. The Warriors are fifth in rebounding percentage in the NBA, in the playoffs, versus the Celtics, who are seventh. The Warriors averaged something like 52.4 rebounds Mm -hmm. uh, from a percentage perspective, compared to the Celtics, who are 49.7. So, you know, that's going to be a really interesting tussle is what happens on the boards. Everybody expects the Celtics to out-rebound the Warriors, but the the, the Warriors have out-rebounded pretty much every team they've played. Yep. Now, interestingly, the turnover percentage, the Celtics have a higher number of turnovers than the Warriors do. Or rather, uh, they they average fewer turnovers by 0.4%. So they're pretty much the same when it comes to turnovers. So I don't think that you you look at this and say, yes, this Warriors team is... um, is is so much worse or so much better than the Celtics? They're they're fairly evenly matched with them, and I I like that because when you look at it, you say, okay, fine. So, what makes the Warriors stand out? They're scoring, but they're also not bad defensively. So those are my points. Kyle, I'm now. glad you asked what makes the Warriors stand out because I'm, I'm gonna tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> so what <laughs> made yours? Point. Okay, I'm gonna have to agree with you. Experience, Cyrus. They they've they've got lots of experience of taking it all the way. Mm-hmm. Like they won in 2015. They were in the finals in 2016. They won in 2017 and won in 2018. So and finals again in 2019. In 2019. Yeah. So th- these guys have been there. It's a, it's not a new place for them. Yeah. They, they, this is like, oh, we've been here before. This I know this hotel lobby. You know, yeah. Give me the same room <laughs> as last time. You, you know what I mean? So that's yeah. a big advantage. I think the, the lights are bright in the tr- in the po- uh, in in the, in the, uh, the chase center. No, no, no. Uh, NBA uh, finals in the playoffs. Yeah, but they're even brighter. Yeah. In the finals, so and that's true. So, so, that's so you true. know, blinding, blindingly so, Cyrus, and and this is somewhere where the the Boston Celtics have never been. 
especially these Boston, these Celtics. Boston Celtics. Yeah. So now you know the, the three championships, and let's not forget that those three championships that they won, they were playing against prime LeBron-led teams. Mm. LeBron was basically still in his prime. I mean, he wasn't Miami Heat Bron, but still he. He wasn't current Bron, yeah. so you you, you got to remember the kind of heavy lifting they've done before, and and they they know how to beat really really strong teams. Yeah, that's true. So now the Celtics, like you mentioned before, zero players on that roster that have been to the finals. Yeah. So so that that's a big one for them. And if now let me break it down because you forgot to break break it, it down. down. Break it down. Steve Kerr, the coach, has mm-hmm. been to the finals numerous times as a player. Yeah. And numerous times as a coach, yep, that counts for something against one in Odoka. So, so, so the coaching, the, the finals level coaching, it, it, it is already you know embedded in his cerebellum. So, you know he's got that advantage. Then you mm-hmm. got Steph. Steph has been there numerous times. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Looney, Lee, Cyrus. Th- these are guys who've been there before. So, yeah, six guys versus zero. They've got a whole starting lineup that's been to the finals. True. True, you understand what I mean? Steph, Clay, Draymond, Looney, and Lee can be the starting five, and they've all been to the <laughs> to, 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 to the finals and come back with chips. Call them chips. And speaking of lineup, they've had this lineup called the death lineup, Cyrus. Yeah. And, and you know that's a problem. It, it's been a problem in the regular season. It's also posed problems in the postseason. And, and, I, and, I, and I think uh, Boston really need to be on the lookout. And yeah. two guys that have stood out in the regular season and in the postseason that could be they could just go all out and surprise Boston Celtics Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins yeah they're two guys I agree with you that you know are not really spot okay Jordan Poole has had his share of the spotlight but we normally talk about Steph Clay and Draymond right yeah and and Steve Kerr when we're talking about the Warriors but now they're these two guys Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins these guys could just come out of nowhere and have some killer games which could really put, you know, uh, could shake up the Boston Celtics. And speaking of the Celtics, let's not forget that the Celtics have had their share of injuries. They've been lucky that Mm -hmm. those injuries and those niggles haven't been really serious, but we don't really know. True. True. You know, Jason Tatum did go down. Uh, Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart went down. Robert Williams, Robert who, Williams. who has not looked fine. So, 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 so there is that. And then, on top of that, the Warriors have always been that team. And I think this is coaching from Steve Kerr. They do their work by commission, Cyrus. Yeah, we can't just say Steph's going to do this by committee. committee. By committee, yeah. sorry, by committee. They, they, they we're not going to say Steph's going to do this and Clay's going to do this. It's the Warriors, Cyrus. Yeah, and and they show up like it, it, it's like it, it's like the Warriors in that movie, which you haven't watched yet. Well, I haven't finished it. Uh, called, <laughs> called the, Warriors. the Warriors. Yeah. So basically, Come when you look at the, the Warriors in that movie, is like the the, the, the Warriors, <laughs> the Golden State Warriors. So I think Cyrus, there, there's so many. I could go on for another ten minutes, which I won't. But there's so many points that speak to the fact that experience, skill, coaching, all that works in favor. Of the Golden State Warriors. Okay, I mean, I agree with all of the points you're making. I do have one thing to to correct that I said earlier, which was that Ime Odoka hasn't been um, to the finals as a coach. He has. He's been to the finals twice as, as an, an assistant, assistant coach, coach. Um, with the Spurs in 2012, 
2012 twin, uh, in the end of the 2012 season, mm-hmm. the Spurs lost in the NBA Finals. Yep. Um, and Ime was an assistant coach on that team. But in the 2013-2014 season, um, the, sorry, it was 2012-2013, he was assistant to, to the losing Spurs team. But then when they won it and they beat the Heat in 2013-2014, he was there too. So he does have that uh, on his resume. So uh, Ime Odoka actually coach. has a chip. Yes. Does he have a ring? He, uh, yes, he would. He, he should. He should have, right? He would. Yeah. Nice. So, as an assistant coach, he would. Um, he's also got that nearly ring that everybody talks about when you be like, "Oh, you run us up. What did you get? Nothing." But um, <laughs> yeah. So, I think we have to give him that that he'll have that experience as well. And I think the yep. coaching staff is pretty um, experienced when it comes to knowing what they need to do to get these guys going. And the fact that they've turned the Celtics team around from January to now, it's just incredible. Mm. Cyrus, it's interesting to think that at the beginning of the season, people were considering blowing it all up. Yeah, yeah. Just trade Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, just split them up and see where you can, you know, trade them off to. At the end of the year, we were talking about that. You begin 2022 and then it suddenly flipped uh, and and that's been incredible to see. So there's a couple other points that I want to make that are sort of uh, kind of pro warriors points here. Okay. Right? And and this is an interesting one because I heard uh, like somebody was talking about this in a podcast I was listening to as well, and mm. it was really really interesting. And it talked about the average age of championship winning teams. Okay. And this is a thing that is kind of uh, I don't know if it's if it's pro Celtics or or rather uh, against the Celtics. But the average age of, of championship winning teams is 28.234 years old. Like that's your general average age for okay. a championship winning team. Um, and I don't know if the if the Celtics are even scratching that with the likes of Al Horford there. Um, I think they're, they're just below. Um, though I'm, I'm trying to find the, the numbers here. I think I'm seeing some people saying uh, there's a Bleacher Report article that talks about Maybe twenty nine is is where uh, is the eight at the at the moment. Mm-hmm. So they might have um, the experience, or rather that, but that was an older team. Uh, that was the twenty ten team. But the thing is that of that average age argument, mm-hmm. they then brought up the thing about who, uh, how old certain players were when they won their first championship, right? Yeah. So we know Jason Tatum is twenty four years old. Mm-hmm. We know Jalen Brown is twenty five years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steph Curry was 27 when he won his first chip. Mm-hmm. LeBron James, 27. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, 28. Magic Johnson, he was younger. Magic he Johnson was, a was younger. Rookie, yeah. But the thing is, for every name that you mentioned, there's an outlier. Kobe Bryant was also um, uh, was also younger when he won his first ring. Yeah. But the thing is that this argument also said Magic Johnson and that particular team wasn't the star player. He, he was, was in that p- finals game. He 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 was he was one of the best players on the team. Kareem, but Kareem was injured was, and he took over. But, but you understand what I'm talking about. Though. I know. I mean, you I, just I'm like just to trying be to get under your skin. Uh, you know, <laughs> you're a ridiculous guy, and you show it all the time. But the thing about it, though, is that look at it in terms of Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown, who are 24 and 25. Are they old enough heads 
in order to lift themselves to win this? Because the, the argument goes back to the experience thing, right? Mm, mm. That yes, they might not have been to finals before, but it's about high pressure games and playing in those and whether or not they can carry that pressure all the way through potentially seven games. Yeah. So that's just a, a point that I was bringing up. I'm, I'm not saying it's, it's a point wholly against the Celtics because for every rule, there's an outlier and, and there's always somebody who's going to break that record or break that rule. So I think that the Celtics will be looking at that thinking, oh, could this be a reason why it doesn't happen this season? And then Ime Odoka and the rest of their fans will turn around and say, no. look at who we beat on the way here. Yep. Look at the players that we have. Look at how we play as a, as a unit. We should be good. Um, so those are the cases that we've made for those particular teams. Um, I think we've done a fair job in terms of outlining what could be what is pro Celtics and what is pro Warriors. Um, now I want to ask you something, Counter Chama. Yep. As we go into the sort of tail end of the podcast, and that is, what do you think? Like, what do you think the keys to victory will be for the Celtics? Uh, just give me three keys of uh, to victory for the Celtics. Uh. One a big one is defense. Yeah, de- de- defense, active hands, uh, and and somehow, some way, that that feeds into my second point mm-hmm. is they got to try and slow down Steph. Yeah, the the kind of mileage that young man gets in a game is incredible, and somehow I, I don't know if they got to double him, but that's that's dangerous. Uh, you know, you double Steph, you're opening up Clay or yep. or or Jordan. Oh, yeah, you, 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 so. Somehow they, they've got to slow. So first of all, defense in general has got to be at an elite level. Second, they've got to slow down Steph some way. Yeah. And third, their 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 scoring has to be, if I may borrow a word from my daughter, immaculate. <laughs> <laughs> that that it does. So 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 those sound like obvious keys. But Cyrus, in order to to win the game, and and I'll put in a fourth key, composure, Cyrus. It, it, it's gonna get. It, it's you ask Kaunda for for three keys. He bon gives seller. you four. I give you Bonsella. Yeah, so. nice. It, it, it's it's like you you ask for 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 a car throwing the spare wheel for free. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So Cyrus, but composure, because th- like, like I'm saying, this is their first time in the finals. Yeah, composure is very important, Cyrus. You you can't get overexcited. And then you, you you also can't go down in the dumps if you like lose game one and two and think yeah. oh my word now it's this just over. It. Well, look at last year's uh, last year's finals. You know the yeah. the the Milwaukee Bucks could have uh, fallen into a trap if Absolutely, they thought that yeah. way. So so I think that that composure is, is going to be very important. But 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 I think with uh, both coaches having that pop effect, mm-hmm. uh, I'm calling it the pop effect because of both worked under Greg Popovich. I, I think it's gonna, they're going to be fine. They're okay. going to be fine. Okay, interesting. I, I'll say this, though, just to, to also add to the average age thing. At mm. the beginning of the season, the Celtics have had an average age of 25.8. Wowza. Um, obviously, that was before. Uh, I don't think Al Horford had come back yet. But, yeah, that's that's pretty young. Um, okay, my three keys to victory for the Celtics, right? Mm-hmm. Have uh, I agree with you. So, let's say, but I'll start with health. They, health and rest, I'm going to put those as one. Um, they've played two Game 7 series back-to-back. Wowza. Um, and you could see, especially in this Heat series, people's bodies were taking knocks. Mm. And those were physical, physical series. So they need to to get as much rest as possible between you know the end of Game 7 and the beginning of Game 1 of the finals. Um, the other thing is to, to so try like and see... four days. But <laughs> it's, it's more rest than they've had uh, between the games that they've had in, in, in across those series because they went deep, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, and then also just in terms of how they're able to 
um, to 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 get their guys to peak performance because yeah. Robert Williams is, has not looked fine. Mm-hmm. And if they can get him back at the level that he was at before, he's a real threat in the interior when it comes to defense. Absolutely. Defense. So that's that's the one key. The next key for, for me is in a total agreement with you, composure. The finals really comes with its own pressure. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that what's interesting, though, is that there's a lot of teams who um, win the conference final and suddenly it feels like this weight's lifted off their shoulders and they feel like they've done something. Yeah. Ime Udoka was very clear to say, our job's not done yet. And the thing is, it's nice to say those things, but sometimes people, um, like an Al Horford in particular, right? Mm-hmm. He'd never been to the finals before. So managing to get that victory might have been too much of a, of, of a sort of release where you're like, oh, thank goodness, Finally. the monkey is off my back. Whereas teams like the Warriors turn around and say, well, we know that's just one more step. We've got one more to do. So composure, I agree with you there. And then the third key is is everybody contributing. Yep. That they have to get the role players contributing again. Grant Williams has got to be hitting those shots that he hit against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Derek White has got to be hitting the shots that he hit against the Bucks and the Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, and Al Horford in particular. And it's crazy to call Al Horford a, a role player, but he has to hit the shots that he was getting because he'll get a lot of open looks. Um, and in some cases, you know, it's hard to contest a three when you're mu- very, very much smaller than the guy uh, yep. who, who's who's guarding you. So, uh, rather, if you're bigger than him, that, you should be hitting the shots. Yep. And and that's what Al Horford will have. So, I think that's the three keys for me for the Celtics is that they got to have their role players performing at a high level. Let's go to the Warriors. Three keys for for them. The Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, key number one: they got they, they got to use their experience. Yeah, they, they've been here before. They know exactly what to do. Okay. Secondly, the Splash Brothers have to splash. They, they, this mm. is no time for us to start seeing uh, less than 100% clay. We need 100% clay. Yeah. I know Steph's going to show up. Steph knows. He, he, he understands the, the, you know, the assignment. I'm sure Clay does as well, but Clay has to just shoot at that high clip that we're used to seeing him in the finals, especially. I'm glad to see that he's healthy. You know that that, that twenty yeah. that twenty nineteen for me was so terrible when he had it was, it when was he rough. landed on on Danny Green's foot and he was just out really you know? rough that was that was rough so 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 yeah uh, and 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 the third key I, I I think this is this this is the time I I, I need Steve Kerr to to become that that mm. championship coach because. Like I said, the pop effect. He's also okay, playing against another coach who's been uh, under and, the tutelage of Greg, Greg Popovich. So it's coaching is going to be important here, Cyrus. Yeah, because both of them have worked under a seasoned master, uh, and they can call each other out and uh, and you know sneak under each other's techniques and that yeah. kind of stuff. So it's going to be a beautiful series to watch. Uh, so just to see what happens with the adjustments. Nice, yep. nice point that. Um, so okay, the three keys for me. Um, I will say definitely, I think the, the main key for me is um, finals MVP Steph has to put pitch up. That in, in, in past seasons, Steph Curry has done enough for the team, mm-hmm. but not necessarily done enough for people to be like, yeah, that was the Steph Curry series. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, you know I love the guy. I mean, with all my heart, Steph could be a relative. <laughs> um, but we really need him to start averaging numbers where everyone's like, okay, we can't deny Steph Curry went insane and there was nothing anybody could do to stop him. So I think Steph Curry will be that key guy. And, and they're going to double him. They're going to feed him Marcus Smart. 
um, and and or rather feed Marcus Smart to him and, and then see what happens from there because yeah. you know if they can open up the the field to to Steph and he can make the shots that we know he can mm-hmm. at at a clip that really is is quite incredible then you know that could be what what the Warriors need. The second key for me is the Warriors role players as well stepping up mm-hmm. is the sense that. And I'm going to include Jordan Poole in this. Yes, he's not quite a role player because he's really been good this season yep. uh, and, and has moved into like a sort of, you know, starter point two. But the thing is that he hasn't had a great playoffs by his standards. So I think a lot of the bright lights that we spoke about have mm-hmm. really been play, wreaking havoc on him. And he needs to also, you know, bear some of the weight of this. And and that also goes for Andrew Wiggins. So, you know, Wiggins is not a role player either, but he has to really step up in these games. Mm-hmm. And then you look at what you get from from the bench in terms of Otto Porter. That's why they brought him in. He's an experienced NBA player. Yep. Nemanja Bialica, an experienced NBA player. Mm-hmm. Those guys can both hit three-pointers. They can also defend a little bit. And they'll have to be at their very best. And the, the main key, um, that'll be the third key for the Warriors is um, defending at the high level that they've been defending at and rebounding at the high level that they've been re- rebounding at. they need that for the Celtics, yeah. If they can get the the same rebound totals that they were getting before, mm. then this Warriors team will have a really good chance because they got quite a few offensive rebounds as well. That's the key thing here. And the Celtics, they've got, they've got an, uh, them really, really good rebounders on their team. But the Warriors, if they can get the ball back, second chance points are going to be critical in this kind of matchup. There okay. is going to be another key that could go either way for both of these teams. So I'm not going to make it like a Warriors key or a Celtics key. Mm-hmm. And that is the key of the referees. How will this finals be refereed? Because the refs have been allowing a lot of physicality in these playoffs. Yeah. And specifically in the Eastern Conference. I was about to it. say, yeah. That, like they've that, been that going heat, for it. Heat, heat Boston and, and, series. And Milwaukee Boston series yes, as well. That, those were physical. They were, they were, even, the, even the Brooklyn uh, Boston uh, series was very physical. I have this sneaking feeling that the referees might just start to to, to become a bit more whistle happy because the yeah. Warriors are slightly smaller. Yeah. Um, so you know, and then the, if that's the case, the Warriors shoot free throws really, really well. So they've got the best free throw shooter in yeah, the league. Yeah, in Jordan Poole. Uh, yep. And no, even Steph Curry. Yeah, Jordan Poole had the better three, uh, free throw shooting numbers this season. One season. Okay, I'm talking I mean, about the man. This I'm is, talking about the is, man. This is garbage, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You tell him at six o'clock, you'll say no. Eighteen hundred hours. <laughs> <laughs> but I got a question for you, Cyrus, yeah. before we go. So, two scenarios. Yes, the Warriors don't win this championship. Mm-hmm. That's one scenario. Scenario number two: If Steph doesn't get finals MVP even though the Warriors win. Maybe Clay goes crazy. Maybe yeah. Jordan Poole goes crazy. Maybe Iggy does it again. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, we we haven't even mentioned that Andre Iguodala is there. And and he's going to be an interesting and important uh, factor for the Warriors. Does this hurt Steph's legacy as an NBA player? N- never. I don't even think it should be a question. Mm. And and the, the thing for me is that this this smacks of, of, of um, talk shows talking points. Mm-hmm. What the hell, how would this affect his legacy? He's a three-time champion already. Mm -hmm. He holds the entire NBA record for three-pointers scored in the regular season. In fact, Mm -hmm. he he, he pretty much is the only unanimous MVP Mm -hmm. um, in, in the NBA. So... What? How well, does this affect pe- his people legacy? People would say uh, he's the only 
leader of a squad that's won multiple championships without getting the finals MVP. Do you know what I call that? I call that fishing. And I also call that hating. Because yes, that might be true. But the, the reality of it is, okay, so what you're saying is, yeah, Steph Curry can't be that good because he didn't lead his team when they won championships. Did they win championships? Yes. But the question was, will it hurt his legacy? Why, why but, do you but, get into your but, feels? But my, my point is, how? I don't understand how it hurts his legacy. Like, it, in it what was, sense? It, it was a yes or no answer, sir. And, and I said, Calm categorically. Down. Calm down. No. If anybody brings Calm the down. Steph legacy stuff back, <laughs> I'm going to show them. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a no from you. It's a no from Do you think it would? Never. I mean, it's the same argument with... LeBron has been to the finals 10 times and only won four or whatever. Yeah. It's like, okay, so he won the four. Now calm down. I mean, and, and this this for me comes back to, like I said, it, it smacks of real haterade, you know, mm. in the sense that like, okay, so you just want to talk about something to make a point that doesn't necessarily <laughs> make any sense. So, yeah, I get it. You want to be like, yeah, definitely Steph's legacy. Whoa, it's going to be in the dumps. Uh, no, no, it won't. Um, okay, so we have to end this with our predictions. And we haven't done our predictions yet. We've made cases for things. We've had keys to victory. We've had all of this stuff. Kaunda Chama, let's hear your predictions. Who's winning the championship and in how many games? I know I'm going to be laughed at at the end of the series, right? <laughs> okay. Then, then <laughs> but, but I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. No, yeah. no, let me just say it because we Go need to it. end the podcast. Yeah. The podcast. Celtics in seven. Celtics in seven for Kaunda Chama. Yes. All right. And we've heard you've given your points as to why you think the Celtics might win. We made a case for them and what have you. Yes. So Celtics in seven for you. Interesting. Who you got? I'm on the opposite end of the fence here. You've gone Eastern Conference. I've gone Western Conference. I think the Warriors are going to win it. The shocking part will be in how many games I think they're going to do it. Is in. there a broom here? No, they're not going to sweep. Gentleman sweep. They, I think they might just do a gentleman sweep here. I think that the the the, the Warriors uh, will win it in five. Wow! Um, so we'll probably split the difference and we'll have a six game series in between, <laughs> right? But I think it was. I think it'll be Warriors in five. Um, and and I could list all of those reasons, and and I might just do that next week when we're when we're deep into the play, into the finals, and then we can say, okay, fine. Uh, this is why these guys have done it. But um, as we come to the end of the podcast, let me. Also direct you to Betcoza, who are also covering um, your betting selections when it comes to the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. There is a host of stuff that uh, people can actually just take a punt on. Um, and, and you know, we've made our picks. We've said exactly who we think um, are the, uh, going to be the, the champions. The bookies and, and Betcoza say it's the Warriors are looking pretty darn good here. Um, they've got really good odds at, at 20 to 33. Uh, so a 10 rand bet on the Warriors will will net you 16 rand uh, return. All right. Uh, whereas if you're betting on the Celtics like Kaunda, their odds <laughs> are 7 to, uh, seven to 5. A 10 rand bet on the Celtics could net you 24 rand. So, you know, you can really go out there and still say, yep, we think that uh, a bet on the Celtics could get me better money. And, and, and why not? Um, you also have some outright bets as well in terms of finals MVP. The current front runner is Stephen Curry. Uh, his odds are 11 to 10. And if you put 10 Rand down on Steph Curry, you'd get a 21 Rand uh, return on that. If you uh, look at Jason Tatum, whose uh, odds are the, the next best, 
10 Rand on him will net you 27 Rand because his odds are 17 to 10. Um, but but why not go a little ridiculous and say, you know what, I think Andrew Wiggins could be the new Andre Iguodala. Wow. Well, his odds are 25 to 1 and a 10 Rand bet on him will net you 260 Rand. So why not take that punt? It would be ridiculous, but they'd really like to have your money in advance. <laughs> so uh, if you're going to take those uh, those chances, go to Betcoza and, 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 and put a, a bet down. But please just remember that if you do have a problem with gambling, just get in touch with people on the helpline. No persons under the age of 18 years are permitted to gamble. Winners know when to stop. There's a national responsible gambling program. You can get a hold of them on 0800-006-008 or WhatsApp help on 076-675-0710. Kaunda Chama, we've come to the end of the podcast. Um, yeah, it's it's been emotional. I think this season has been emotional. We'll We'll obviously regroup. Um, once the finals are, are, are going, and then yep. we'll do a bit of a, a, a touch base again next week. Um, but any parting words from you? Uh, good luck, Cyrus. I know you've got a horse in the race. I haven't really got a horse in the race this season. Yeah. I didn't have one last season either. Yeah, so, your horse is uh, to be just <laughs> doing some weird my, things. My horse has been sent back to the farm. <laughs> so, but good luck for you, Cyrus. I, I'm, I mean, I'm backing the, the the Celtics just because I want to get on your last nerve. But uh, yeah, yeah, and and you have. <laughs> um, and thank you for that, Kay. Uh, it's going to be emotional. I think these finals are going to be great. Anybody who we should probably get people to uh, like get sponsored by coffee coffee uh, manufacturers, you know? Yeah, and be like, yeah, this this poster podcast was brought to you by. Ness, yes, they'll have to pay us to get that endorsement. Uh, but thank you, everybody. Please reach out to us uh, on our social media handles uh, at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook. You can also go to postupzone.com for all things NBA from an African perspective. Thank you to our partners, supersport.com, Betcoza, and the Pod House. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Kay. See you in seven, sir. And thank you, everybody, for getting in touch with us. Stay tuned for more Post Up Excellence next week. We'll catch you finals courtside.